So I've, I've been studying the rest of Ephesians 2 this week, and uh, the Lord has blessed my soul in that. But um, sometime yesterday evening, the Lord started dealing with my heart, and uh, I just got this funny feeling. I don't know. I just And I, I began praying last night and seeking the Lord and got up this morning, and uh, this, this thought came on my heart sometime last night. I don't really know what time it was, but uh, sometime after I got the kids to bed and uh, it was storming, and uh, the Lord just kind of laid this thought on my heart. So we're not going to be in Ephesians chapter 2 this morning. We're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 8 uh, this morning, if you will. Uh, so Jeremiah chapter 8, we're going to be in the last uh, couple parts of that. Is it over there? Thank you. Jeremiah chapter 8. Verse number 20, if you will, stand with us for the reverence of God's word. The physician's balm. I'm thankful for that this morning. Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse number 20, it says, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. Notice what Jeremiah the prophet says. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Our Heavenly Father, I bow before you today as humble as an Ohio. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. God, I thank you, Lord, for leading me. Father, Lord, I'm thankful that I don't lead myself, God, because I'd lead myself into a ditch. But, God, I'm thankful, Lord, for the Holy Spirit of God, Lord, that I feel here today. God, I pray that you'd fill me with the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you'd fill me with the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, that I may preach with boldness. Father, that I may preach what you've laid on my heart. And, God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord Jesus, to uh, come and, and find the physician's balm, Lord, that you shed at Calvary. God, for the blood of Christ is able to heal, cleanse, and save. And, Father, I'm thankful for that today. Lord, I don't know anybody's heart here but, God, I pray that you'd speak to their heart. God, I pray that you'd draw them to salvation, God, before it's too late. Father, we love you today. And, God, we thank you for all, everything that's been already done here today. And, Father, I pray that you'd have your will and way in the uh, preaching today. Father, use me for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want us to look in uh, Jeremiah chapter 8 for a few moments because, and I've got to be real careful here. Jeremiah chapter 8 we see that uh, the prophet Jeremiah, he, he is prophesying. Of course, we know that's what he done. How many of you know how many people got saved in the time of Jeremiah? Zero. Day in and day out, Jeremiah the prophet, he was preaching God's word. He was preaching what God would lay on his heart. He was prophesying to the, his people Israel, and nobody, nobody heeded to the sound doctrine of, of God's word. Much like today, and listen, I can, I can think back, and I wasn't born during this time, but I've been around enough older preachers to hear the stories of how hundreds of people would get born again back in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s. There was a great move of God come into America, and we've seen a revival take place where hundreds of people got born again, and my, my parents were one of those. Both of my parents got saved in the year of 1980, and I bless God for that. Uh, because 
If it had not been for my godly parents who got born again in that move of God, who's to say where I would be today? My parents, they heeded to the, to the calling of God and they repented of their sin and thank God that they tried their very best to raise a Christian family. And to, to my knowledge, uh, all three of my, my, or the, my two older brothers were all in church. Uh, I won't get into all that, but uh, they are in church and we're trying to serve the Lord to the best of our ability and I'm thankful for that. But what I got to thinking about here in Jeremiah chapter 8 last night was how, how bad our world is in. I mean, we, our world is in bad shape, ain't it? I mean, it, it's waxing worse and worse every day. And it seems like there's more uh, viruses coming. It seems like there's more sickness prevailing. It seems like there's more sin abounding. Amen? Amen. But let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is still on the throne. Amen? He still has the answer for everything that is going on in our world today. He is the balm in Gilead. Jeremiah the prophet, he was telling them that their sins, and listen, their crowning sin, Dr. J. Vernon McGee said that their crowning sin was the sin of rejecting or refusing the Word of God. Listen, there's a lot of sin going on in America today. But I'm here to tell you that, that the, the murderer on death row and, and those that are out and, and they're seeking and they're trying to kill somebody today or, or all those at abortion clinics that are murdering babies day in and day out, that ain't the worst sin in America. The worst sin in America is to all those people who have rejected the Word of God. Because America has for years, since the year 2000, listen, in 1999, I was three years old. But all my life, I've heard of how people was hungry and how people were searching for God because everybody was saying, well, it's the end of the world. You know, Y2K, Y2K, it's the end of the world is coming. So everybody's got to get right with God. Everybody's got to live for the Lord. And the year 2000 came, and guess what? 20 years later, we're still here. But they heeded to the Word of God in those days. But after 2001, September 11th of 2001, the Twin Towers were, were destroyed. I remember in 2001, America started praying again. But from 1999 to 2001, we were at, at ease in Zion, if you will. We got comfortable. We got lax. We got, uh, dare I say, we, we had gotten in a backslidden state in complacency, and it took a drastic uh, uh, event to wake America up. The Twin Towers fell down. Thousands of lives were lost. A domestic attack had been uh, taken in our country. And after that, preachers were saying that, that this is the judgment of God, that people needed to wake up, people needed to get right with God, people needed to, to repent of their sin and, and be born again. But guess what? 2002 came. We got ease in Zion. We're so used to the preaching of God's Word that it has dulled our ears and it has dulled our hearts. It has hardened our hearts to where we have not received the healing that Jesus Christ can give. Because here's the thing. If we have truly heeded to the Word of God, our country would not be in the shape it's in. I'm talking to the church this morning. If the church people would just live by the book, our country wouldn't be in the shape it's in. 
If our church people would just realize where our help comes from, if we would realize the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ, we would not be living in a world today where there is everything going on. Sin abounds. Sin abounds. But thanks be unto God this morning, grace does much more abound. But our church people, they, they, don't, they, don't, wanna, they don't want nothing to do with the grace of God. Because the grace of God is able to save, it's able to help, it's able to heal. It's by God's grace that our sin can be healed and our, our wounds can be healed. Jeremiah the prophet, he was saying uh, to his people that, that the crowning sin of Judah was not of, uh, of digging up bear, uh, of tombs. They were digging up uh, bodies out of the ground. They were uh, uh, destroying grave sites and and trying to dig up bones and all kinds of that. And you can read that in Jeremiah 8 in the first couple verses. But look with me in Jeremiah 8 and uh, verse uh, 11. This is where our... No, I'm going to back up to verse 7. Jeremiah 8 and 7 is exactly... in 7 through 11 is what I'm going to read. But this is exactly where America's at today. He said, Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. How do you say we are wives, and the law of the Lord is with us? Lo, certainly in vain made he it. The pen of the scribes is in vain. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord, and what wisdom is in them. Therefore will I give their wives unto others and their fields to them that shall inherit them. For every one from the least even unto the greatest is given to covetousness. From the prophet even unto the priest, every one dealeth falsely. For they have healed the hurt of, my, of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Is that not going on in the world today? Are we not seeing how that the judgment of God is trying to wake people up? Listen, he is forewarning America today. I truly believe that with all my heart. I believe that there's going to be other things take place before 2020 is over with, that God is going to shake the very foundation of America. It's time to stop playing church. It's time to stop wrapping your arm and calling it a sword. It is time to be healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is time to rise and heed to the word of God. Church, it's time to repent. Not in sackcloth and ashes as, as those aforetime did, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins can be had. Church, we need to repent. We need to repent because we've not told somebody about Jesus. Amen. You know why a lot of us can't tell somebody about Jesus? Because we're telling that person about somebody in the church. Uh, amen. We're too busy gossiping to the unbeliever about what's going on in the church house. And they're saying, well, I don't want no part of that church. Well, I don't... I, well, that, that preacher down the road, well, well, he makes me feel better. I don't want to go to the church that preaches so hard. That's what's wrong with us. That's why this church ain't filled up today. Because they want, and listen, the, uh, uh, the apostle Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter three or chapter 4 
He said that they would heed to themselves teachers having itching ears. People would rather go get a feel-good service, a temporary fix, amen, rather than having a true Holy Ghost repenting healing into their life. The only way America is going to change is when we get serious with God Almighty. Because we think of God as some ordinary man and all his words are is hot air. Listen, you might think my words are hot air and that's okay. But bless God, God's word is forever settled in heaven and what he says will come to pass. If he says judgment will come, judgment will come. If he says I'll, have, I'll show grace in whom I have grace, or uh, I, I believe the word of God says I'll have mercy upon whom I have mercy. Listen, you better pray that God is the one who's having mercy on you. Because when the judgment of the Lord comes, he will only have mercy on whom he will have mercy. But he said, vengeance is mine and I will repay I believe I read on a, a friend of mine from Shawnee, Oklahoma, uh, that I follow on Facebook. He preaches at the abortion mills twice a week. He said 65 million babies have been killed in the last year. 65 million babies. What's the church doing about it? The proverb says, a little sleep, a little slumber. A little phone of the hands to sleep. Listen, the devil has done exactly what he has set out to accomplish. And we let him. We let him. My forefathers, from, from, like I said, from the 60s until the 90s, I know that God was moving in this land and God was healing people, God was saving people, and God was changing the core of America. Listen, in the, uh, uh, I can't remember exactly, but uh, I know that uh, there was a lot of drugs and a lot of profanity that started taking place between the 60s and 70s, and God was trying to purge America. God was trying to wake America up. In, in the 80s, you had other things, and uh, I can't remember exactly when Woodstock was. That ain't Woodstock anymore. But that was, uh, uh, what, in the 90s, I guess? 80s, 90s, somewhere around in there? 60s? Well, I'm way off. Forgive me. Forgive me. But God was trying to wake America up. God was trying his hardest to get America's eyes fixed back on him. And for the most part, Billy Graham, he had one of the greatest revivals. You had Adrian Rogers during that time preaching. You had uh, Billy Sunday preaching, Mays Jackson preaching, all these great men of God preaching hellfire and the love of God, and people were getting born again. They were delivering the physician's balm to America, and America was receiving it. But today, preachers are not delivering the physician's balm. What is the physician's balm? Well, Jesus Christ, he's the physician, amen. What's the balm? The balm is the cross. The cross. Because the cross is what shows us that we're sinners. But the cross also gives us the cure for our sin. Amen. We need to get back to the cross. We need to get back to where it all began 2,000 and something years ago. It all began by a man laying down his life for the hurt of his people. 
The prophet said, he said, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. The summer is ended, and the harvest is past. And you know what he was saying? He was saying, soon the acceptable time of the Lord is about to be gone. The opportunity to get right with God is about to be gone. The crowning of the sin of Judah was that they rejected the word of the Lord. John chapter 1 verses 11 through 14 says this, He came into his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God and even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's the answer. You want to know how to fix America? You want to know how to fix the economy? You want to know how to fix the world? That's the answer. The word of God. Heeding to the instruction of the word of God. Living by the word of God. He said, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. He said, if your right arm offend thee, cut it off. Whatever is ailing you, whatever is hindering you from getting right with the line... With the word of God, righteous laid to the plumb line, right? So only those who line up with the word of God is going. Brother Everett preached in the revival, Matthew chapter 7, verse 14. Broad is the way, narrow is the gate. Few be there that find it. I dare say not every one of us in this building is going to heaven. Not until we get in line with the word of God. Few be there that find it. America has heard that for years, but it has taken no effect. Because nowadays, every funeral you go to, everybody goes to heaven. The drug addict that overdoses who don't know God, well, the preacher preaches him right into heaven. The alcoholic who, who dies uh, without God, well, the preacher will preach him right into heaven. There ain't nobody that needs to worry about repentance because the preacher's going to do it for them. You can't get to heaven on my salvation. You can't get to heaven on my repentance. It's an individual walk and you must be born again. We must heed to the word of God. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Dr. J. Vernon McGee said false prophets are like quack doctors who offer only temporary relief instead of real or permanent healing. you got a lot of quack doctors behind the pulpit today. Amen? you got a lot of old medicine men behind the pulpit trying to offer you a, a quick fix, a quick solution, rather than offering you Jesus. You know why people don't want to, to have anything to do with Jesus? They're fine with worshiping God. They're fine with, with talking about God. But when you start talking about Jesus, they know they're going to have to change. God will not allow it. Jesus will not allow you to come to the Father unless you repent. Luke chapter 13, verse 3, I believe it is. He said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Luke chapter 5 this morning. False prophets. 
are like quack doctors. There's a lot of men behind the pulpit saying, well, if you'll just be a member of my church, if you'll pay your tithes to my church, if you'll send in your money, if you'll, as long as you go to church, you'll be all right. As long as you do this or that, you'll be fine. As long as you take my advice and you, you do what I tell you to do, you'll be all right. No, unless you do what God says, you shall perish. It's time we get back to the foundations of the Word of God. It's time that we get back to the very fundamental, uh, 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 not religion, but the very fundamentalism of the Word of God that our forefathers stood upon when they signed in the Declaration of Independence. Those men, weren't per they weren't perfect, but they knew a perfect God. They wasn't holy, but they served a holy God. They wasn't just. They could have no justice within themselves, but they served a just God. Righteousness did not come by them. Righteousness came only by God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 5 verse 17 says, And it came to pass on a certain day as He was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by quack doctors. Quack doctors, because they were, they were. listen, the Pharisees said that unless you live by the law like they did, you wouldn't see God, you wouldn't be able to go to heaven. They crossed every I and dotted every, uh, dotted every I and crossed every T. Many doctors were probably offering quick fixes, probably offering hydrocodone and oxycotton and all these other opi opioids that we see today. Listen, I'm not saying that they had those in that day, but I'm, I'm telling you what's going on in America. Amen? You got a little knee pain? Go to the pain doctor. They'll get you fixed right up. Amen? You depressed? Go down to the bar. They'll get you fixed up. You tired of your marriage? Go to the strip club. They'll get you fixed up. Right? Not making enough money? Go to, the, go, go to the casino and you'll lose some more. When are we going to wake up and receive the balm that only the physician has? We cannot go to heaven living like you're living. We've got to get in line with the Word of God. Luke chapter 5. Doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed, a man which was taken with palsy. And they sought means to bring him in. This man was laying on a bed, or a cot, if you will. You ever seen those cots? Uh, and I, I think of uh, some older shows, some older cartoons that I used to watch and things. Uh, but a lot of times you'd see a king coming in on four shoulders of, of a person, right? Well, these friends of this man, or acquaintances, they seen this man who was sick. He couldn't move. Paralyzed. It had palsy. 
He couldn't get up and walk. He probably couldn't move his arms very much. May not have his speech may have been slurred. He probably couldn't speak a word very very loudly. But these men, these men seen a need, but they also knew where the physician was. Amen. They didn't take this man to the Pharisees because the Pharisees would say, well, just cast him out of the city, have nothing to do with him. He can't help himself, so he can't help us. Amen? And that's exactly the mindset of America. Well, if you can't help yourself, you can't help me any. Right? But these men, they seen a need of this man, and they brought him to the physician. It says, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up to the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Before the physician. Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Wow. He didn't say, sir, because of these men's faith, you're going to be healed. No. No, he didn't say that. He said, man, thy sins be forgiven thee. That's what America needs. Our people was hurting. They're hurting because of coronavirus. They're hurting because of methamphetamine. They're hurting because of Jack Daniels and, 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 and all these other whiskeys and alcohol that are, are destroying men and women's lives today. Our people are hurting because of the oxycotton and the hydrocodone and all the other opioids that, that doctors are prescribing every single day. Our country is hurting because 65 million babies per year have been killed since Roe versus Wade. What are we going to do about it? If you are born again, if you are a child of God, you have the only solution for America. Wouldn't it be awful if you were sick? If you had a, a, a cut open that, that you couldn't fix yourself and you went to your neighbor and you asked them to help you knowing that they had the tools and the instruments and, and, and the balm and, and the bandages to take care of you and they refused you service? Wouldn't that be awful? Wouldn't it be awful if you were gunshot and you went to somebody that you knew could take care of you, that knew uh, the, the, the correct surgery, the, the correct way to find that bullet, to dig it out of you, and they refused to do that for you? To leave you for dead? Wouldn't it be awful to be in that shape? Well, that's exactly what the church has done to the unbelievers for years. For years. We've had the solution, but we have refused to give it to the unbelievers to the drug addicts, to the alcoholics, to the sex addicts, to the child molesters. Listen, we have the solution, so why ain't we giving it? They brought this man down and laid him before Jesus, and Jesus said, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. 
And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Boy, we got a lot of that going on. Because <laughs> when Jesus Christ, come, Jesus Christ comes to reprove everybody in the world, they want to talk, they want to doubt, they want to complain. Amen? When God does something, we want to complain that He didn't do it our way. Right? That's what, the, that's what the scribes and Pharisees were complaining about. They were complaining that this man was healed because Jesus said, Thy sins are forgiven thee, not rise up and take up your bed and walk. They were complaining because Jesus didn't make him keep the whole law for his sins to be forgiven. Jesus showed him grace. Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins are for, be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. Hallelujah! He's still got power to forgive sins. Amen? He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. People today wouldn't know what to do if you gave them a little bit of Jesus. I think of Acts, I believe it's chapter 4, 5, 6, somewhere right along in there. Maybe a little further. But I remember when Peter and some of the disciples were walking by and it cast a shadow over this man and because of their shadow, that man was healed. He said, listen, I'll give you money for what you got. He said, how, how can I get what you got? He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I give unto thee, or such as I have give I unto thee, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Boy, we ought to pray that our shadow, when we walk by somebody, would tell them, hey, that person's a Christian. They got something that I need. Amen? I'm hurting, but that person, he's, he's happy. He's, he's joyful. He's whole. He's healed. He's got, he's got something that I want. She's got something that I need. What, what can I do? How can I get what they got? And that opens the door. Because it should be our prayer that they come up to us and say, Hey, can you help me? Can you help me with my sin? Can you help me with my hurt? Can you help me with my anxiety? Can you help me with my depression? Can you help me with my addiction? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And you should say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Give I thee. You ain't got to quote it like King James said it. But you need to administer Jesus to them. Luke chapter 5 verse 31 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He's came today to call sinners to repentance. 
Look with me in chapter uh, Jeremiah chapter 8, 21. For the hurt of the daughter of my people and my hurt, I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. Jeremiah, and I dare say that God himself also, that phrase, I am black, means that I, I am mourning. I'm in anguish. I'm heartbroken because of the hurt of my people. You know what we don't have in the church? We don't have mourning for the lost person. Honestly, the way the church has been living for years, myself included, we couldn't have cared less. Jeremiah went on to say, is there no balm in Gilead? The balm in Gilead was a resin used medicinally and available little more than a day's journey away in Gilead. They were in Judah. They were in Judah. Gilead was a, a little day, uh, over a day's journey. They had exactly what they needed. Though it was near, the people refused God's help. Friend, your help is near. Don't refuse it today because that's what Jeremiah was saying. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. He's saying that the acceptable time of the Lord and the day of salvation is about to come and go. It's already came but I believe the Lord is going to come back and then it'll be too late because the harvest is past. So today, as you hear my voice, if you are not right with God, I, I beg you, do not leave here with that hurt and with your sin in your life. Preacher, you sound like you're perfect. Far from it. Far from it. You might have seen my Facebook post last week. I'm certainly not perfect, but I'm surely forgiven. Amen. I'm forgiven this morning of all my sin, of all my hookups and hangups and habits. I'm forgiven. And bless God, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. My soul, which was hurting and, and was being destroyed day in and day out, has received the balm of Gilead, the blood of Jesus Christ, which is able to wash away all the dirt out of your life. It's able to clean every wound in your life and make you completely whole. Is there no physician there? Listen, in Gilead, they not only had the medicine... But they had the man to administer the medicine. Amen. If you're looking to me to administer the medicine to you, you're looking to the wrong man. I can't help you. I can't. John Tuttle works at a hospital. He can't help you. Bobby works there. He can't help you. Miss Kelly works in healthcare. She can't help you. We got any pharmacists in here? You can't go down to the local pharmacist and, and get your help. They're not going to help you. You can't go down to the beer joint. They won't help you. You can't go down to Walmart and buy it. It ain't going to help you. 
But I know the man. I know the physician. And the only one to administer what you need is Jesus Christ. He's the only one. I can't can't administer the blood that he shed on Calvary. But he can. Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? What Jeremiah was saying, it was so close. It was so close to you. But yet you made it seem so far away. Y'all ever been in a place where it was so close to you, but it seemed like it was impossible to get? That's the way our church is today. We have the solution so near to us. We have the atonement so near to us. But because of our hurt and because of our pain and because of our blindness, it seems so far away. Let me tell you something. The physician's here today because I brought him with me. I brought the physician. And if you need him, he's here waiting on you. He's here waiting on you to heal you of all your hang-ups, all your hookups, all of your habits, all of your addictions, all of your sin, all of your depression. You say, well, Brother Ben, this person, this so-and-so hurt me and, and I can't ever forgive them. Well, bless God, the physician can. The physician can give you exactly what you need in order to forgive that person. You have enemies in your life? Jesus said love your enemies. Didn't he? You got people that you dislike in the church? Jesus said love your neighbor as yourself. The solution's here. Dr. J. Vernon McGee said the accepted time and day of salvation was slipping away and it would be soon too late for deliverance. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. If you be willing and obedient, God's able to administer the medicine. But if you refuse and rebel, the Bible says, ye shall be devoured with the sword. That's judgment. That's judgment. If you refuse the word of the Lord, you'll have to go by the way of the sword. God made an extraordinary bomb or medicine for healing and a remedy. But the people of Judah... They refused. Lastly, this morning, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Friend, that's the solution. You know who Isaiah 53 was talking about? Jesus, the suffering servant. The suffering servant.
the shepherd laid down his life for the sheep so that the sheep could find their way into the green pasture. He said, my sheep, they find pasture and they go in and out. Why? Because we're not hurting. We're free. You can have peace today. The balm, it was, I don't know if you know this, but the balm of Gilead, it was very costly. It was very uh, expensive in those days. It was very uh, rich and it was very, uh, I can't think, I, I'm not real good in the health profession, so I can't think of a, a good, uh, high quality product to offer you. But I know the highest quality. You know why is the highest? Because my Bible tells me that he's sitting on the right hand of God desiring to make intercession for us. Listen, I believe that Jesus Christ is standing on his feet today waiting for you to come down and ask him for this balm. The balm of Gilead. The physician's balm. He says, if you have hate, I can give you love. If you're distressed, if you're perplexed, if you're anxious, I can give you a peace that passes all understanding. Philippians chapter 4 and 6, 7. Jesus said in John chapter 16 that he will give us peace. He said, My peace I give unto thee, not as the world giveth, but my peace give I unto thee. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And my peace, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said if we have his peace, we too can overcome the world. What's it going to be today? Will you accept the balm in Gilead? Brother Joe, can you go back to uh, Jeremiah 8 and 21? It says, for the hurt, 21, for the hurt of the daughter of my people and my hurt, I'm black. Astonishment has taken hold on me. I can't help but think today that God is brokenhearted because he's looking down and he sees all the sin that you're carrying. He sees all the sin that is in America and around the world. And I believe he is brokenhearted because he knows that the answer is so near, it is so close, but the people still refuse. I read to you in John chapter 1 that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He came into His own and His own received Him not. He's came here today for you. I don't know who you are, but He does. And He's here for you. Always. He'll always be there for you. But He's here today to administer the medicine to you. It won't cost you a dime. Amen. The balm of Gilead was expensive. No doubt, Jesus Christ's blood was the most priceless thing on earth. You couldn't afford it if, if He charged anything for it. But he said, I'll give my life freely. Freely. 